6: Number to call, area code 1 866 423 9578. That's area code 1 866 423 9578 to be on the air. I have a talk with Pastor Amy Moss. Welcome to the program. Uh, Starting out with Lee today, here, still dealing with the, uh, the Bible book by book. So we definitely encourage you to call. Uh, some of you, as I understand, tried to get in yesterday and had some difficulty, but shouldn't have any trouble today. Now to call area code 866 423 area code 866 423 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Looking at the book of Genesis still. As we're going through the Bible book by book, of course, that doesn't stop you from raising issues of your very own. Anything that you want to talk about is fair game on this program. As long as we're talking about the Bible, we are doing our job. Well, not only the Bible, but talking about systematic theology, apologetics, hermeneutics, all those subjects are fair game on the Bible Talk program. We encourage you to call at area code 866-423-9578. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air, Bible talk with me. Let's continue where we left off at last time in dealing with uh, uh, Genesis, and uh, we were in chapter one, and I didn't finish it up. Uh, actually, it a pretty long chapter, Genesis chapter one, and it gets us into some very interesting discussions. Okay? Now remember. I'm going to be teaching, but any question you have, just give us a call. When I say us, that's me and Marcus. You know, you reach him first, and he will put you through. All right? If you dial that number, uh, area code 866-423-9578. All right. Let's go to Chapter 1, where, uh, as uh, we look at creation, and that's what we're basically dealing with here, uh, where it says, in Genesis 1, Uh, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day, all right? And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was salt. Notice God just speaks, and it happens, Some folks say, We can do that. Sorry. We can't. Only God can. Okay? And verse 24, Genesis one twenty-four. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. Okay. Here we, here we go. Here we're getting close to something that gets to dealing with the Godhead. Right? Says, okay, verse 25, And God made the beast of the earth after his kind. And cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Then verse 26, Genesis 1:26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Wow. Okay? And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Now, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. It doesn't read, let us or let me make God. I'm sorry, it sure doesn't say that. <laughs> it doesn't say, let me Make man in my image. Then doesn't say that. Okay. But yet here we know we're only talking about one God. Why does it say, let us make man in our image after our likeness? What is it talking about? Okay. Angels were with God, but certainly man was not made uh, after the image of angels. Okay. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. Right? That's dealing with the doctrine of the Trinity. Here in the book of Genesis, very first book of the Bible. Right? Let us make man. Man was not made in animal, animals' images. He wasn't made in the images of, uh, of, of angels. We know that... Verse 27 adds more information to that, where in Genesis chapter 1, 27, so God created man in his own image, okay? So now, we see we're going from us to own. Why? <laughs> because there is one God who exists as three eternal persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, okay? Yet, there is only one God. That is the doctrine of the Trinity. It is not polytheism, many gods, but it is monotheism, just one God, right? So it comes from that plural usage in Genesis 1, 26, to uh, yeah, we see the Trinitarian usage here in 27, okay? Uh, where it says, so God created man in his own image, okay? In the image of God created he him male and female created he them okay? so therefore we see both the one the fact that there's one god okay but yet that one god exists as three eternal persons same in essence nature substance different in person and in office that is the doctrine of the trinity and it starts right here in genesis chapter one that's right that's right in fact of course, there are other scriptures that had light to this as we go throughout the Bible, and we'll look at some of those, but here we find the doctrine of the Trinity taught in Scripture itself. They let us make man in our image, but man was made only in the image of God, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God, existing as three persons, but only one God. And, of course, we see this... Reflected in other parts of Scripture as well. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Moss. as we're going through the Bible, at the same time, not neglecting biblical theology, systematic theology, and you can ask any questions you want that are on your mind. And you're talking about a question-asking session well, this Saturday, that's right this Saturday, okay? At ten o'clock, one oh seven oh nine Grand River it opened our apologetics conference. You want to be there. Okay? We had one last month, it was great. We're looking forward to this one, a place where uh, you can get your questions answered as well as get information, all the information you need to be able to defend the faith. So that's strictly biblical Bible teaching ministries, one oh seven oh nine Grand River. One oh seven oh nine Grand River. Okay, and it open. We encourage you to come at ten and be there, and uh, we're going to have a good time. Tuition just twenty dollars for adults. Uh, children, well, they're not to pay twenty, but maybe you parents will pay something to get them in there. They need it too, especially our teens. Number to call here: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. So. Something else I can help with? So, what we've seen here... Sorry, I couldn't hear what you said. It uh, has <laughs> some, back, some back noise here. <laughs> All right, that number, 1-866-423-9578. Here we go, 1-866-423-9578. If you're on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emmanuel, Moss. Looking at the doctrine of the Trinity now, and notice it starts in the book of Genesis. Let us make man in our own image. Man was not made in the image of animals, nor was he made in the image of angels, made in the image of God. Okay? So, right, and that's what it wind, we wind up with when we look at Genesis, and then we go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created him. Male and female created he them. Okay? Now, this same idea flows through the Bible. The concept of the Trinity flows through the Bible. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 16. Isaiah 48:16. Now what we're doing is hermeneutics where scripture interprets scripture. That's right. Okay, The scriptures have to be in harmony uh, for you and I to be able to assert that something is true. So, over in Isaiah 48 and 15, look at this, where it says, I even, I, I even I, have spoken. Yea, I have called him, I have bought him, and he shall make his way prosperous. Then verse 16, Come you near unto me, hear you this, I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was, there am I. Okay? That's God right there. Okay, There am I. Okay? Now, it goes on. There am I, And now the Lord God, uh you've got here someone else addressed as the Lord God, and his spirit hath sent me. Right here, in this verse, this one in the Old Testament, you see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the members of the Godhead are there. But yet there is only one God. Only one God. If there was more than one God, we would be polytheists and not monotheists. We are monotheists who believe that all there is is one God. Now, we're not through. Let's cover our biblical territory completely here. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code uh, 1-866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Henry Loss. If you've got questions to ask, any question, it doesn't have to be on my subject, as long as it's about the Bible, believe me when I tell you, it is welcome here. All you have to do is call. That's 1-866-423-9578. 1-866-423-9578. Marcus is there to take your call. He'll be glad to put you on. And we'll be talking as soon as you call about any subject about the Bible that's of interest to you. All right. Going to Hebrews, we're looking at the presentation of the Doctrine of the Trinity. It starts in Genesis. That's right. It starts in Genesis. And, in fact, the concept flows all through the Bible. But it's always fascinated me how Scripture um, reinforces Scripture. Okay. Now, I had a person once who had difficulty okay, with... Uh, Uh, the doctrine of the Trinity, okay, Uh, and uh, said that they could not understand it. Well, there might be aspects of it we can't understand, but there's some good analogies in nature. But one thing for sure, all right, you will call Jesus God. You know the Father is God. Holy Spirit is God. And definitely you will call Jesus God. And like the Jehovah Witnesses who say he's Michael the Archangel, that is not true. He is God. God in human form. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. No one gets around Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 6 is very clear. Let's go into it a little bit more. Hebrews 1 and verse 5 where it says, For unto which of the angels says he at any time, okay, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Now, if you just look at that verse, say, well, it talks about him being the son, but you know, uh, let him go far enough for me. We're not finished. Okay? Not finished. Here, Hebrews 1 5, okay? Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Verse 6. And again, When he brings in the first begotten into the world, he says, and let all the angels of God, here you go, right here, right here. And again, when he brings in the first begotten into the world, he says, and let all the angels of God worship him. All of the angels will worship Jesus Christ. Now, who is the only one in the Bible that you can worship? You know the answer. That is God. Okay? You can't worship anyone but God. Okay? Therefore, Jesus must be a member of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Notice verse seven. Again, it doesn't end here. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits, and his ministers a frame of fire. But once again, verse eight. But unto the son he said. Okay. I'm going to cut off right there. Going to take a break. And we'll finish it when we come right back
3: here at Faith Talk, our desires for you to grow in the grace of God. Unlimited
4: Grace with Brian Chapel blesses our airwaves every weekday with the good news of our Lord. Get a modern teach-talk perspective on Scripture and real-world problems. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chapel. Listen to Unlimited Grace with Brian Chapel weekday mornings at 11 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500 or online at faithtalkdetroit.com.
6: number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Now, after you dial that number, if you want to get me, push 1. Push 1. So you dial 866-423-9578, then push 1, and you will be on this program, the Bible Talk program, and you can make your comment or ask your questions. We're looking at Genesis still here in chapter 1, dealing with the subject of the Trinity. That's right. Often when we think of Trinitarian doctrine, we think of the uh, New Testament, don't we? Yes, and it, it's there. But also, we find it before we get there. Okay, uh, In fact, all through the Bible, you will find teachings uh, concerning God, and whenever you do, the Trinity always peeps in. Okay, So, that's what we're looking at, and over in Hebrews now, that makes it abundantly clear Okay, uh, that Jesus is God, And the only thing that could accommodate this, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, would be the doctrine of the Trinity. Notice here in Hebrews 1 and 6, and again, when he brings in the first begotten into the world, he says, and let all the angels of God worship him. Jesus has to be God, uh, because you cannot worship anyone except God. Verse 7, and of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits. And it ministers a flame of fire. Okay. But under the Son, he saith, okay, This is the Father, God the Father, talking to God the Son. But under the Son, he says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Okay. Wow. So right here it's very clear, okay? God the Father says to his son, Thy throne, O God. So, therefore, God's the Father is calling God the Son God. So, therefore, if that's the case, then Jesus is God, and yet there is only one God, right? All right. Remember to call, okay, 866 Press 1 when you do that, Eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Press 1, and you will uh, be on this program, and I'll be glad to talk to you. Looking at what the, we're dealing with the book of Genesis, and covering all of the um, all of the theology that is there, and uh, there's some deep stuff that we see. Um, yes, I had a Muslim once who, in a debate with me, said uh, Jesus didn't say Jesus never said, and this is how he put it: He, he said Jesus never said I am God, worship me. Okay? To find in the Bible, he said where Jesus said that. Well, what I told him is this: I could have found some passages, but I said. I can do better than that. I can show you where God the Father calls Jesus God. Okay? And there was absolutely nothing he could do with what I presented in Hebrews chapter 1. Okay? Now, he still, no doubt can be against it, but the fact is, if God the Father calls the Son God, then we're looking at the fact that Jesus is God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Yet, yet only one God. Number to call? Area code 866 423 Area code 866 423 To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Remember, when you do uh, uh, call that number, to press 1, okay, and you will be on this particular show. okay. So that's area code 866 423 Press 1 and you will be on Bible Talk with me. All right, so we're looking at this. We shall verse 8, Hebrews 1 and 8. But under the sun, he says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with oil of gladness above uh, thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning, hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands, they shall perish, but thou remainest. They shall act as so old as doth a god. Okay? So we see then that the Bible presents to us the doctrine of the Trinity. It does. It's not polytheism, right? One God who exists as three eternal persons, same in essence, nature and substance, different in person and in office, but yet only one God. Okay? Classic monotheism, okay, uh, and the doctrine of the Trinity is illustrated actually throughout the Bible, okay, uh, it's amazing, those who do not accept the doctrine uh, can't get by certain scriptures that seem to always hearken to it, what do, I, what do I mean? John chapter 11, if you look at the 11th chapter of John, okay, and at verse uh, uh, 39, Okay, we see some interesting things, right? Some interesting, interesting things are seen here. That's in, uh, once again, in John, chapter 11, and let's go to, let's try to verse 38, where it says, Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, comes to the grave. It was a cave where a stone, and a stone lay upon it. Okay, talking about uh, the raising of Lazarus, okay, Jesus' friend. Verse 39. John eleven thirty nine. Jesus said, take you away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, says unto him, Lord, by this time he stinks, for he hath been dead for days. Right? Wow. Verse 40, Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Okay? Then he says in verse 41, look what Jesus says. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes. Okay. What was he doing? Looking into heaven, okay. and said that he was talking to someone because he lifted up his eyes, and he told us who he was talking to, okay. It says in John 11, verse 41, okay, And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Okay? And I knew that thou hearest me always because of the people, but because of the people which stood by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. It is no way around the fact that Jesus Christ, God the Son, Prayed to God the Father. He did. Okay. Otherwise, why is he looking up and doing this? Okay. Evidently, the doctrine of the Trinity is supported by that. Okay. How else could we explain it? Explain it okay. Jesus wasn't trying to fool us. That's exactly what he did. He prayed to the Father. All right. And therefore, uh, there's one God who exists as three eternal persons: God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, plainly laid out here uh, in the the passages of Scripture for you and I to see, right? Uh, And that's not the only place we see it. Hold on to that. That's one place, very powerful place to see it, right, where he, he looks up and prays to the Father. Why would he look up and pray to the Father if, in fact, he was the Father, which is what some want to say, okay? Uh, He is the father of eternity, in that sense, being a a part of creation and creation, the creator, along with the father and the son, but here, there's no doubt that he's talking to his father. All right, we're going to go to the phone line. Who do we have? Lucinda, how you doing? How you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good. So good to have you on the program. What question do you have, my dear? Okay, so this is from Monday when you the Bible series, and you were in the book of Joel, uh, thirty-eight, seven. Uh-huh. Uh When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. I believe, if I understood you correctly, you said the morning stars were angels. Yeah, morning stars is also uh, uh, can be referenced as sons of God as well. By being created by God, you know, he uses these uh, family terms to describe them, okay? So that's what we have. When the morning stars, they call stars, sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So these angelic beings are the ones here who are uh, beholding creation, okay? They're beholding creation. Um, okay. and that's, that, that's what we uh, see happening here. Now, you don't see that in Genesis, but... That's another thing that shows how the Bible uh, uh, reinforces itself, because we have to get all the way here to to see that uh, evidently the angelic beings were created first, okay? And they're the same ones designated as the morning stars, and they were beholding uh, creation. And no doubt, we can't be sure about this, uh, 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 Sis, but no doubt, Lucifer was amongst them uh, before he fell, and he saw this too, and that could have been some of the stuff that made him jealous, Okay, okay, so I have two follow-up questions. So whenever we uh, read uh, that reference sons of God, so is that always referring to angels? No, sometimes it refers to men, okay? And so that becomes the issue. You have terms in the Bible that uh, uh, in in some cases are referred to men and women, okay? Uh, Just in our sense, uh, you and I, you know, uh, you're a daughter of God, I'm a son of God. But that doesn't make us on the same level as, as when the term is used concerning Jesus Christ. So, uh, so, so that's what we see uh, in the text. It sons of God is something that can be used of uh, uh, angels, and it can be used of men also. You see it used of uh, human beings a lot of times in the Bible as well. Okay, and the, and the, and the phrase sons of man, is, is that um, on the same level with uh, sons of God in some instances? In, in, uh, yeah, in some instances it could be. That, of course, is what Jesus Christ called Himself as well, right? Is the uh, is uh, He was the Son of Man, and also He was the Son of God. Okay, so yeah, you're right. These terms, and it's the context that will tell you uh, what the what the term means. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And for instance, okay. another thing. Uh, don't go away yet, because you you uh, you started us on an interesting journey here. That it gives us a chance to deal with Islam. And okay. where they have a lot of trouble with us saying that Jesus Christ is the uh, Son of God. They think by us saying that he's the Son of God, that it means that um, uh, God had a sexual relationship with Mary, producing uh, Jesus, which could not be further from the truth. There was no sexual relationship. It was the Holy Ghost uh, that was, uh, you, know, that, you know, was involved, not any kind of sexual relationship at all between um and the virgin mary the, the mormons kind of go in that direction and it's the same but what happens is islam uh, says they want to say that by us saying that jesus christ is the son of god it means that we're bringing god to a base level and trying to say that he was carnal and had sex uh and so therefore we have a very formidable challenge Uh, To them, to prove that it's wrong, the place we go to show them that it's wrong is over in Luke chapter three. Their idea of it is wrong. When we say that Jesus is the Son of God, we're not talking about any kind of sexual reproduction. We're talking about what it says over in Luke, okay? Which is one of the longest genealogies that you don't find a genealogy as long as Luke chapter three says until you get over into uh, Chronicles and places or something else. But in this. Uh, yeah, in this uh, genealogy, it's amazing what he says. Let's catch up at the end of it. Luke chapter 3, verse 37. So, in fact, Luke goes all the way back, all through Genesis and everything, uh, and he works his way back to Adam. So, notice what he said. Luke three thirty-seven, which was the son of Methuselah, which was the son of Enoch, which was the son of Jod, which was the son of Metheliel, which was the son of Canaan, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam. And who was Adam, the son of? Which was the son of God. So if Adam could be called the son of God, Mm -hmm. and he was created from the dust of the earth, then that shows that someone could be God's son, and it has nothing to do with any kind of biological reproduction.
3: I got you. Okay. Okay, thank you for that.
6: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, my dear dad. You could get through. Me too. All right. God bless you. All right. That number, to call. Area code 866 423 9578. Area code 866 423 9578. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Henry Moss. You can do just like Lucinda did. Call in. Make sure when you dial area code 866 423 9578, you press 1. That will get you in touch with me, and I'll be very, very glad indeed to talk to you. All right. We're talking about the doctrine of the. Uh, Hear. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right
7: back. What do you want for dinner? That same old question again. Nowadays, it seems that all restaurants are pretty much the same. How about something different, something meaty, juicy, smoky? I'm talking fall-off-the-bone, melt-in-your-mouth, fingers-drenched-in-sauce barbecue. That barbecue where savory juices drip from the perfectly smoked, dry-rubbed meat every time you take a bite. Kaya Smokehouse promises the best barbecue in southeast Michigan, featuring locally sourced meats, poultry, and produce to ensure quality fresh ingredients in all its dishes. The one-of-a-kind, rustic, industrial setting is warm and inviting, and our enclosed screen patio is perfect for your private event, up to 80 guests. It's an experience that can only be had at Kaya Smokehouse in Wolverine Lake. Find us online at kayagrill.com. That's C-A-Y-A grill.com. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com.
4: We are at a great moment of disclosure within the American conservative movement. The catalyst for this moment is the law on abortion that recently went into effect in Texas. It's a law that basically outlaws abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. The passing of this law has revealed things we had not seen so clearly before. Key voices who have over the years claimed a conservative and pro-life identity now argue that the pro-life movement has gone too far in seeking to use the law to prevent an actual abortion. The rest of us thought that that was an at least in part, what the pro-life movement was actually about and willing to do. Let me just say this bluntly: a person is not morally serious about something like the sanctity of human life until and unless they are willing to use the power of the law in order to preserve unborn human life. The Texas law may be controversial, it may actually be inelegant, but the law is crucially important, especially for those of us who really believe the defense of human life is what is at stake. I'm
1: Albert Moley.
6: All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talks with Pastor Emmy Muff, looking at the book of Genesis, but the doctrine of the Trinity comes up in that particular book. We don't get out of chapter 2 until we're dealing with the Trinitarian. Theology, which brings us to other places in the Bible to do so. And that's what happens. You know, when you in one place in the Bible, you have to go to other places as well. Why? Because Scripture interprets Scripture. And uh, and then there are many Scriptures that throw light on the same subject. Right? So that is the, uh, the task of going through the Bible, but it's a joyful task indeed. Uh, and we had a caller who has a, uh, a real good question about the sons of God. It can be applied to angels. It can also be applied to men. Over in Hosea chapter 1, verse 10, it says, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass, that in the place where it was said unto them, You are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, You are the sons of the living God. So it's a term that can be used of uh, angels, it can be used of uh, uh, men as well. And we do see the term over in, in, in Corinthians, we're talking about the daughters of, uh, of the Lord, the daughters of God, and that talks about uh, that lets the sisters know that they're not left out <laughs> of the equation here uh, when we deal with uh, the terms, with our biblical terms. The number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Uh, area code 866 Remember to push 1 at the end of that, and friends, you will be t- hooked up then to this particular program, which is Bible Talk, and I'll be glad to talk to you and deal with whatever question is on your mind. Just looking at the doctrine of the Trinity, it starts in Genesis. Uh, many folks don't know that, but if you're teaching or start, about to teach Genesis, get ready, because the students will ask you, what does that us mean within the text? And that's where you'll have to go and um, just break it down for them. Notice, over in Matthew chapter 17, okay, when we uh, also look at this um, uh, particular subject, where we're looking at the doctrine of the Trinity, very interestingly, in Matthew 17, and starting at verse 1, where it's going to throw light on what it means, when we see let us make man in our own image, that's Trinitarian theology right there, says in Matthew 17 and 1, And after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brings them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. That's Elijah. Then answered Peter, and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou would let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Verse 5. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Watch this now. And behold, a voice came out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well, pleased, hear you him. Who is talking? Look at it again. Matthew 17 and 5. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear you him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, "Arise, be not afraid." Yeah. Well, their being afraid was a good reaction because God the Father spoke to them. Okay, God the Father spoke to them. Okay, and Jesus was right there. Okay, so we see God the Father, God the Son. Hey, the doctrine of the Trinity, God the Holy Spirit, it's there. It is taught throughout the Bible, and it starts in. Uh, Genesis. Fascinating. Number to call? Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Now, um, we'll conclude our discussion of the doctrine of the Trinity as we move on through through Genesis. But guess what? It's going to come up again. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. It comes up again. Trinitarian theology uh, is all through the Bible we're going to find that if we talk about the resurrection, that's all through the Bible. It might not be in every book, but in enough of it, just to let you know that by reading one book of the Bible, or even a few of them, you have not exhausted all that the Bible has to say about certain theological subjects, right? We have to keep going because Scripture, uh, uh, scripture interprets Scripture, so it's very important to know other verses that throw light on uh, things that we study in the text. All right, back uh, to Genesis, uh, here, in chapter uh, chapter 2, where we uh, stopped when we looked at the doctrine of the Trinity, which said us, let's continue on, from verse 26, verse 27, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God made he him, male and female created he them, okay? now notice this, notice this, now here is where the book of Genesis, the first book in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, the first book in the Bible gets you in trouble. It gets you in trouble. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Why? Because it says God created them male and female. <laughs> That's what it is. Male and female. Notice it doesn't say male, female, and transgender. Okay. It doesn't say that. Why? Because it's not that way. It's not that way. Okay. It doesn't say male, female, and homosexual. Why? Because it's not that way. God did not create transgender. God did not create homosexuals. No, you're not born gay. Not according to the Bible. He made them male and female. So anything that deviates from that okay, was not something... That God did, but something that sin in the world did. So get ready. Okay? We'll see that later when we get to Genesis chapter 3 when we talk about this. But understand it. The whole idea that someone is born gay, born transgender, all that—it's not kind of biblical. God made them male and female. Right here in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Okay. So, all right, we've got that. Going to take a break. We'll be right back.
5: Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science, too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice.
2: This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium My Pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a Queen Premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, twenty nine ninety eight for a queen size premium, go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code win. You will also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the My Pillow mattress topper, and My Pillow towel sets. Or call 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, and use the promo code Run to Win at checkout.
5: For the best night's
0: sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
1: This
5: is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute.
6: Another pro-life hero has gone to her eternal rest. Dr. Noreen Johnson was a former abortionist. She and her husband, Dr. Haywood Robinson, both performed abortions until they had a rendezvous with their Savior, Jesus Christ. Together, they've had amazing careers as pro-life physicians. Years ago, I interviewed Noreen and Tony Levitino, another friend and former abortionist, on our weekly TV program, Facing Life Head On. They and other abortion workers become amazing ambassadors for women and their unborn children. Their personal testimonies are powerful and effective in changing hearts on abortion. I can think of few events that better demonstrate God's abundant grace and mercy than attending the funeral of a repentant abortionist. Noreen, I look forward to seeing you in heaven.
5: Follow us on Twitter at Life Issues USA and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been.
6: Right, this is Pastor Morris back with you, and I've got a guest, Jeff from Brownstown. How are you doing, Jeff?
3: I'm doing good, Pastor Ross. I'm saying that correctly, right? Uh, Moss, but that's close enough. <laughs> oh, Moss. Oh, So M O S S. Yeah, Emory Moss. Yeah. Moss. yeah uh-huh. Okay, can you hear me? Okay. I sure can. All right, listen, I want. Okay, I wanted to encourage you for your voice, your enthusiasm, your intellect. The way you uh, deliver the message is very inspiring, and uh, I'm, I'm born to encourage. And I'm here to encourage you. And I'm not here to compare you compare you to anybody, but if I had to, it's similar to uh Billy Graham. You know, I'm, wow. a, I'm a truck driver, I can I can yeah, I'm a truck driver, I can listen to Billy Graham at night, you know, late at night, and uh some of his old uh, telecasts and broadcasts that he did back in the fifties and sixties and it just gets your juices flowing, you know, your Christian juices flowing, if I were to put it that way. So thank
6: you for that i tell you what, brother, you're making my head get so big, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I forgot. You can't do that to pastors Yeah, So, yeah, because, but anyhow, you'll take that the right way. And uh, the sons of God is very cool that you're talking about that. Very interesting. I just discovered that, let me, like a week or two ago, reading my study Bible, that it was just a great moment that I had, that I'm a son of God. I'm not the son of God, but I'm a son of God, correct?
6: Yeah. That's right. Isn't that
3: something? Isn't that something? We
6: are sons of
3: God being born again. Yeah. Because we believe and we have faith and we're not ashamed of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to talk about Jesus Christ. I love the word of God. It's, you know, when you live, I was born again when I was 44. So when you lived in that turmoil and then you come into the truth and come into the light, it's just that much more wonderful that what a... I never had to be in that mess, you know. But you recognize why there was a mess, if you know what I'm saying. Of course, you do. you
6: something, Jeff? You sound like a man who's uh, strictly biblical to me.
3: Yeah, but I'm not. Per- you know, nobody's. Per- I'm not perfect, but I just, I just love. You're right. The Word of God is this is the source. And when you talk about the homosexuality and transgender stuff, I love that too. We are not haters. I know. I've learned the term: hate the sin, not the sinner. There you go. I mean yeah and if we were to expound on you know god created women and how beautiful they are and they're everything that we need we need nothing more and that same thing for the women they uh-huh. god created men you know god created men long as we're godly men and long as they're godly women i mean for a woman that they need nothing more so it's just a beautiful design without me getting into detail if you know what i'm saying
6: but i tell you what, you went into some good uh, uh, detail already. And uh, I thank you for the comments that you've made. And uh, feel free to call on this program uh, any time. God bless you, Rob.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
6: Bye-bye. And thank you very much. Appreciate that call. Uh, and he's right. He's right. We, as Christians, have to stand up uh, for the truth uh, and realize that, you know, not let the world to intimidate us. Uh, they want to call us, in many cases, haters. Because we just have to tell it like it is. Okay? Uh, uh, definitely, uh, homosexuality is a sin. Uh, uh, you know, there's no such thing as transgender. Okay, uh, the Bible is against it. Not only is the Bible against it, but also we need to recognize that you know science is against it as well. So, uh, and uh, definitely, we have to come against error. Uh, our task is not to confront. This persons our task though is to confront sin okay sin that's how we became born again was by having our sin confronted so no one the government uh, you know uh, schools trying to stop us to pray it's not going to work okay because we have freedom to be able to practice our religious beliefs as everyone does okay uh, and our job is to preach the gospel and the gospel always comes against sin, right? Notice John 8 tells us exactly how to do it, okay? Exactly how to do it. Remember the adulterous woman, okay? How did Jesus handle it, okay? They were about to stone her. They were about to stone her, okay? Uh, but Jesus put something on them, okay? Basically, it says, uh, verse 8, here in John chapter 8, verse 8, uh, it says, and he again, he stooped down, and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted of their own conscience went out one by one. Why? Because he said, The one who throws the stones, he says, right? You who are without sin, (laughs) right? Uh, Cast the stone. Cast the stone. Of course, they walked out. Because why? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So our job is not to condemn but to redeem. Notice, John chapter 8, verse 10, when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman. All of it walked away to one Okay. He said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? Okay? Because of those who want to condemn rather than redeem. She said, No man, Lord, Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. That's our message. Not hate, but love. Go and sin no more. That's what all of us are enjoying to do. All right. Great program. Like being with you. Enjoy it. Forward to being with you on another segment of Bible Talk. Until then, God bless you. We will see you next time.
1: He's in the darkness, he's in the cold, just like the morning, he always shows. He always shows.
6: Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. The
5: following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Do you know that we are living in
0: the last days of Earth history? Millions are suffering and dying daily, and tomorrow is not promised. The Motor City Coalition of Seventh Day Adventist Churches invites you to join us for a special ten-week Bible study program on End Time Events, entitled "Countdown to Eternity." This weekly program will air each Sunday morning at 9:30 a.m., beginning September 5th through November 7th. On the radio stations 92.7 FM and 1500 AM WLQV. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.